Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Everyone, how are you today? Welcome to It Starts with the Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. And today I'm talking about the emotional stages after separation and divorce. And as you know, um, I was a family lawyer for over 20 years and I worked mainly with women, um, and um, they Virtually every woman that came to see me would say to me, I think I'm going mad. I think I'm going crazy. And they'd be saying, I'm so angry or um, I'm so bitter or I can't stop talking about my marriage and my divorce. And I noticed that there were stages uh, that people went through, not just women, men go through exactly the same stages. Um, everybody goes through the stages. So if you're thinking at the end of the show, I didn't go through any of those stages. What are you talking about? You probably did go through the stages, but you probably did it during your marriage. And that can happen too. So some people will actually go through these, these stages whilst they're still married, before they separate and long before they divorce. Um, and often if a man is leaving, he will go through these stages um, before he physically leaves the relationship. But it's not just men that do that. Women do that as well. They'll go through these stages and then they will physically leave. Um, and as I said, both sexes do that. So you'll find that one party will be saying, you know, he or she seems to feel nothing. They you know, they can be mean, but um, they they don't have any care for what I'm going through. Um, and they do have some care for what you're going through. They have just moved through these phases. So they're on the other side and, um, and they're getting on with their life and they may well be thriving. You may well see them and they're doing so, so well, and yet you're falling apart. And it's just that They've already gone through these stages of um, um, the emotional stages after separation and divorce. And men, I notice, seem to go through these stages quicker than women. Women uh, can take up to four, five or even six years to completely go through these stages but they can't be rushed. It is what it is and you just have to accept that that's where you're at at the moment and you will go to the next stage. And if you are languishing in a stage, some people languish in bitterness um, and um, especially men actually languish in bitterness sometimes. And if you do think that you're languishing in one of these stages, you need to sort of push through that push yourself through that and move on to the next stage. 
So without any further ado, I will actually start talking to you about what these stages are. And there's about seven or eight of them. And the last one, not everybody uh, goes through, but I'll address that when I get there. So the first stage is disbelief. You know, you can't believe your marriage has ended. You can't believe the marriage has broken down. You can't believe that counselling didn't work. You can't believe that it's actually ended and, um, you know, your partner has left. Usually that's when your partner leaves, but not always. Sometimes some women feel that they must leave the marriage for whatever reason um, and they still will go through disbelief. Now, this is actually one chapter in my book, um, my upcoming book, which talks about marriage. And this, I go through um, these emotional stages in my book. And the reason I do that is because they um, are very interesting in relation to uh, a property settlement. So when a woman is in disbelief, she will very often say, you know, just give him everything. I just don't want to go through this. I, I just want to be out of this pain. And if giving him everything gets me out of the pain, then so be it. And if a woman ever said that to me, um, I would always say to her, listen, let's just do nothing. Let's not, you know, try and enter into negotiations with the property settlement. Go away for six months and come back in six months. And um, and they would, I'd say, don't enter into any agreements, don't do anything regarding the property settlement or even the children. Just, you know, just emotionally start to heal and I would explain to them that there are stages and this is the first stage and when they get to the next stage they will be in a far better headspace to start um, settling both their property and any custody dispute that they might have. Now in the disbelief stage um, very, very few women will agree to hand over custody of their children to their um, ex-partner. They will always say, no, I want custody of the child or the children, um, which is fair enough. So it's really only in relation to property, but they'll say, you know, if if you've got a friend or a family member that is separating or divorcing and they are starting sentences with, I can't believe that is when you know they are in the disbelief stage of um, of the emotional stages after separation and divorce. Everything they seemingly say starts with the, the words, I can't believe. And they just can't believe this has happened to them. And they are um, emotionally drained, mentally drained, physically drained. They're often exhausted at the same time. And although you might not want to listen to them, absolutely listen to them. They just need um, a shoulder to cry on. And they will move to the next stage, which is a far more interesting stage. I remember when I was a very young lawyer, um, uh, one of my mentors said to me, 
uh, never, ever, ever do a property settlement with a woman until she's been separated for 12 months. Um, it takes her 12 months to get out of the disbelief stage. Now, that, of course, depends on the woman. I had women that had already gone through the disbelief stage before they came to see me and they were in the next stage. But he would always be saying, you know, the first 12 months after separation, um, he would always say to the woman, come back on your first anniversary of separation and we'll start the property settlement then uh, because they're far less likely, the woman is far less likely just to hand over all her assets to her ex-husband. So first stage is disbelief. The person cannot believe that their marriage has ended and they're quite compliant. Now, men go through disbelief too, but they're never compliant. Um, they are saying, I can't believe, I can't believe that my, my marriage is over. I can't believe she left me. I can't believe um, it didn't work. I can't believe, you know, she's taken the children, all of those sorts of things. But they still won't say, oh, but I'll give her everything they will still want their share. So it's only the woman that will be like, no, just give it to him. I just want this pain over. And here's the thing, that even if you do give him everything, the pain will not end. In fact, it will be worse because when you go through, when you get through the emotional stages, not only are you divorced, but you're divorced and you haven't gotten your fair share of the um, uh, marital property. So it'll actually be worse. So the next stage, the next stage is the ideal stage to start a property settlement. And that next stage is anger, where the person gets really angry. And you would have seen this both with women and men, where the men are like, I hate her. She's such a bitch. And the woman's saying, I hate him. He's a complete asshole. That's the anger stage. If you've heard people say that, that's the anger stage. And this is where all of what happened in their marriage really starts to come out. The disbelief stage, you know, people often don't talk in that stage. They're almost catatonic. They just sort of sit there mute and they they don't talk. And if they do, they're just like, I don't believe that this is happening to me. I don't believe my marriage has ended. I just, you know, I can't believe that this is happening. But then the next stage is anger. And that's when all the name calling starts and you really hear what happened in the marriage. You know, he had an affair, she overspent, she had an affair, whatever it is, um, that's you really start finding. And they're really angry um, and they, you know, hate their ex-partner, absolutely hate them. And... Um, you know, I've often heard ex-husbands say, you know, oh, my God, she's so crazy because she's so angry. And this is why I want to do this podcast today, because I heard that so often as a lawyer or from the husband's lawyer. Oh, my God, your client is crazy. She's so angry and she screams at him all the time and she screams abuse all the time. And we just can't cope with her. And um, 
yes, she is angry and sometimes, you know, both male and female behaviour become unacceptable, um, but that it is what it is. They are just so angry, they don't know how to deal with their anger. And some people have said to me, I've never been this angry before in my life. I am so angry with him or her and I just don't know how to express it. I don't know, um, I can't bear to talk to him or her and if I do, I'm just screaming like a crazy person at them. And, um, you know, when I was a lawyer and now as a coach and a hypnotherapist to people who are separating and divorcing, I always try and calm that situation down, calm them down, get them to channel their anger into a far more productive way rather than abusing um, their ex-spouse because that will get them nowhere um, and, of course, everybody just hates them. But I completely understand it. Anger is a very normal second stage. So if you are super angry with your ex-partner, you are not crazy. This is a normal um, emotional stage after separation and divorce. So we're going to a break now. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. It starts with a dream on the Inspired Choices Network. I'll be back with you very soon. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant. Be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one.
Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about the emotional stages people go through after separating or divorcing. Now, these are the stages I just noticed with my clients when I was a family lawyer. And as you know, I was a family lawyer for over 20 years. And now I'm a coach and a hypnotherapist. And I help people who are separating and divorcing go through these stages to make sure that they don't get stuck in any of these stages and get out the other end um, really healed and starting to thrive. So it's wonderful to have a coach to help you get through this process. And as I said before the break, the first stage is disbelief. And you'll hear people just say, I can't believe my marriage has ended. I can't believe counselling didn't work. I can't believe he's left. I can't believe he was having an affair. I can't believe whatever it is. Um, and it's the same with the man. He'll go through exactly the same. Stage one is disbelief. And for a woman, it is absolutely the worst stage to start a property settlement. They are most likely in this stage to say, oh, just give him everything. I just want this to be over. I just want this you know, finished with. And the fact of the matter is, even if you give him everything, it won't be finished. You will still go through these emotional stages. Um, and at the end of it, you'll have no, you know, financial platform to jump from either. So don't start a property settlement or certainly don't end a property settlement whilst you're in the disbelief stage. The next stage, which is the anger stage, is a far better stage to uh, do a property settlement and to um, make a final decision regarding a property settlement because even though you are really, really angry and instead of saying, you know, I can't believe my marriage is over, you'll be saying, I'm so angry that he left or I'm so angry that he forced me to make the decision to leave or I'm so angry that he had an affair or I'm so angry that he um, spent all the money or whatever it may be. But it's during the anger stage that you talk about your marriage and divorce constantly um, every single conversation seems to go back to what happened during your marriage and what's going on during your divorce and you know I've seen people say oh my god they're still talking about it but you are still talking about it it's the number one thing that's going on um, in your life at the time so of course you're talking about it and you're in pain you're hurt um, and that's very hard to deal with and I understand that that's why having a coach like me, it's really good because you've got someone to vent to and someone that can help you express that anger and move through this stage. So it is really great to have um, a coach to uh, to get through these stages. So the anger stage, during the anger stage as well, you will no doubt tell your children, 
all about what your ex did um, or didn't do, as the case may be. Really bad decision. As angry as you are, really do not tell your children about it, even if they're teenagers. Unless they're 25 or 30, then maybe but you are still talking about their other parent. Even if you hate them at this point in your life, you are still talking about their other parent. So just be very careful because kids really don't appreciate it. And I know because I was a kid that went through this and my parents would always say things about my other parent and I would just end up having to leave. I'd be like, I don't want to listen. This is your, it was your marriage, your divorce, your thing. So. Be as angry as you want, tell as many people as you like, but try and keep the kids out of it. As difficult as that is, and I know that it is very difficult. So the next stage is the bitterness stage, and it's a stage where people often get stuck, um, especially men for some reason. They really get stuck in this stage, and some people stay in this stage forever, um, and they can seemingly never move out of it. And you can, um, you know, try not to wallow in the bitterness. It's you know, really unhealthy to wallow in bitterness as you can possibly imagine. So um, it's also a stage where people can become very vindictive. So I've had women say to me in this stage, I want everything. I want every single solitary cent from that marriage. I want him to walk away with nothing. This is the stage where you really want to punish your ex-partner. I completely get it, especially if there's been abuse or some sort or he's had an extramarital affair or something like that. I completely understand where the bitterness is coming from. Um, but just, you know, scream and shout not to him in the house on your own, scream and shout as much as you like. Um, try not to be too vindictive and try and just move through the bitterness stage as quickly as you can. But it is a stage. It is part of the healing process. So don't minimise it and just get through it. But equally, don't wallow in it. Feel it and then release it. Try not to be vindictive, but it is the stage where women are unwilling in a property settlement to settle um, sensibly. They are because they're just vindictive and they just like, as I said, I want everything. He's to have nothing. You know, I want to walk, walk away with every cent. And all that does really is prolong the legal process. It just makes it longer and makes it harder and it makes it more emotionally taxing on you, especially you. Um, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're in this bitterness stage and you are trying to, um, you know, ask for every cent from the um, pool of property, all you're doing is extending the um, the legal process between you. And some people do that purposely. Some people do that um, partly because they just want to still be in your life and um, they want to just um, 
um, they, they're not willing to leave your life. And so they think if they prolong the property settlement or the custody dispute, then they're staying in your life. Now, sometimes it's vindictive and sometimes they think somehow that um, you'll see the light and go back to them, um, which is not going to happen. Uh, if they've left, they've left. Or if they've put you in a situation where you feel you had to leave, then that's it. Um, it's over. Move on. You're far more likely to get that person back if you do the property settlement, move on with your life and thrive. So also remaining in the bitterness stage for too long is really detrimental to the children, as you can imagine, because you are talking to the children, telling them how you feel, how horrible your ex-partner is. Um, and despite how much you may control it, the bitterness does seep out. The, the kids do see it. Um, you do badmouth your ex-partner, um, even if you're trying, you know, not to, you still do it. So, um, and, and one reason I think people do stay in the bitterness stage is they're very scared of the next stage. And the next stage is grief. And that's completely normal um, to go through the grief stage. Um, it is a marriage. It, it's, it's over. It's a person that you loved, that you trusted, that you respected, uh, the person that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, of course you're going to grieve the end of that relationship. That is completely and utterly normal. Um, and the grief stage is the stage where you just want to hide under your doona and cry and, you know, hope that the world just passes you by and um, everything will be okay and everything will be okay and hiding under your doona and crying for days, weeks, months, maybe even years um, is is healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. One um, person told me that they would wake up um, after their separation and divorce that they'd wake up every morning and just and just cry for the first half an hour. They would just sob every morning. And they did that every day for three years, three years. Um, and then they were like, I've got to pull myself together. I've got to get myself together. So it can, you can be in these stages sometimes for a couple of years. Um, and if that's the case, you know, it's, it's normal, but try and pull yourself through it. And if you feel stuck in a stage, then email me bromwin at bromwinsmith.com or go to my website bronwynsmith.com and book a discovery call with me and we'll see how we can move you through these stages so that you can get to the end and start to thrive because that is everybody's dream when they're going through a divorce. I had so many people say to me, women and men say to me, I just want all this emotional and legal stuff out of the way so that I can get on with my life and, you know, I can live the rest of my life happily. That was That is always everybody's dream who's separating or divorcing 
to get through this emotional stuff so that they can start to thrive again. And the people that don't thrive are the people that get stuck in these stages. So the first stage is disbelief. The second is anger. The third is bitterness. And the fourth is grief. And yes, you can do more than one stage at a time. You may not do them quite in this order. You might do uh, disbelief and then grief and then anger, but you will go through all of the stages. And I haven't met anyone that didn't start with disbelief. Occasionally, people start with grief, but usually um, disbelief is even before grief. So um, if you're going through this, you are not mad. No matter how much your ex will say, you're just crazy because you're so angry or you're so bitter. No, you're not crazy. You are going through the normal stages. And as I said at the top of the show, men seem to go through these stages much, much quicker than women. And uh, both men and women can go through these stages actually while they're still married. And sometimes you'll hear one partner say, you know, I could feel in the marriage that they were slipping away, that they were becoming more distant. And the reason they were becoming more distant was because they were going through these stages whilst they were still living with you and before they had physically left. So, um, that's the grief stage. It's a really good time to uh, start or complete the property settlement and um, because you're thinking clearly as upset as you are, you may be sitting in your lawyer's office crying, which I had lots and lots of clients do that, sitting in my office crying, but their instructions and why they were settling and the amount that they were accepting, they um, had really thought it through. So um, I shall be back in a couple of minutes after the break. You're watching uh, It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network, and I'll see you soon. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. 
participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Welcome back, everyone. It's so good to be back with you. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You're watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today I'm talking about the emotional stages people go through after separating or divorcing. And the reason I'm talking about it is because um, so many women would come and say to me, I'm going mad. I'm, you know, I'm just crazy. And the fact is they weren't crazy. And still in my coaching business, you know, women who are um, separating or divorcing still think they're crazy and absolutely not. There are emotional stages that people go through. And the first is disbelief. The second is anger. The third is bitterness and the fourth is grief. And during the grief stage, you know, people just want to throw the doona over their head and stay in bed and cry for weeks or months. And that's fine. That's completely healthy. And if you're doing that, that's fine. Um, But none of these stages should you, you know, languish in. Don't let any of these stages become comfortable. Go through the stage, get to the end of the stage, and then move on to the next stage. Um, And it's completely normal to grieve a marriage, even if it's a short marriage. It's still completely normal to grieve it. You thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with this person. You, you know, had a, a wedding and you said vows to each other you vowed to love each other for the rest of your life of course this is going to be a traumatic event and um you know you cannot minimize it and so when you're going through it just accept that there is a process and that you are going through it and i heard so many um husbands or ex-husbands or and or their lawyer say oh my god she's crazy because she's always crying or she's so angry or she's really bitter or whatever um never heard anyone say that about a man when he was going through the stages but women are almost shamed because they're going through these emotional stages and they feel like they're going crazy and I want to let all of the women who are separating and divorcing and going through these stages, you are not crazy. And that's why I'm doing today's podcast. Um, because when you get through the stages, you will then begin to thrive. And that's what we all dream about when we're separating and divorcing, that the pain will go away and ultimately we will thrive. So that's why I'm doing um, this podcast today so that you're not crazy, you know what to expect and you know that at the end of it, you can thrive. So 
Grieving is um, quite a good time to do a property settlement to resolve all your property issues with your ex-partner. Now, this next stage, I love this next stage. I um, It always makes me laugh and um, people sort of grimace at it, but it is a, a stage that a lot of people uh, go through. And you'll all know men go through it. You've all seen men go through it but women go through it as well. And I call it, because these are my stages that I've named, so I've called it the rooting around stage. So um, for the rest of the world, it's a stage where, you know, both men and women want to have a lot of sex and they have lots and lots of one-night stands. And they usually, I mean, we've all seen the man who's, 45 or 50 and he's suddenly dating a 25 year old you know sometimes um she's younger than his own children uh but and we've all seen that we've all talked about it you know and sometimes we've laughed about it but here's the thing women go through this stage too and they just do it very quietly they don't like to admit that they go through this stage as well and they also like younger men so both men like younger women women like younger men and they have lots of one night stands or lots of short flings they don't expect anything from it they are just having fun now, you might be saying, I never went through that stage, and a lot of women don't too, but a lot of women do, and more than you uh, know about. And most women just don't ever talk about it, even to their closest friends, they don't talk about it. And um, a lot of women um, would tell me, or they tell me sort of surrounding things, um, and still do. You know, some women say to me, oh, my goodness, all I want to do is, you know, have sex with every man I come upon so long as he's no older than 35 or 38. Um, and I just laugh because I just say to them it's really normal. Some women just go through that. And I think it's a combination. Some women tell me that they're making up for lost time. Other women say they just want to feel sexy and, um, and others say they just want to have a lot of sex. There wasn't a lot of sex um, in their marriage and so they just now want to have loads and loads of sex. Um, and I think it's the same for men. I think they want to feel sexy. They want to know that, you know, um, women find them attractive and they like the fact that they can get a young, you know, a woman um, 20, 25 years younger than them. It serves their ego. So both sexes go through this stage. I think it's a fun stage. I really love seeing it, um, especially when women go through it. They sort of blossom they sort of blossom when they go through it and they they come into their own um it's sort of like it's sort of like you know when the worm becomes the butterfly and it's sort of like that for women when I've seen women go through this stage they've sort of started to become that beautiful butterfly and they've gotten rid of all of the you know, the horrible stuff, the anger and the bitterness and the grief and the disbelief, they've gotten rid of all of that and they're sort of starting to 
come into their own and become themselves. And so I think it's a really fun stage to go through and I've always encouraged um, women to go through it and we all know virtually every man that's ever separated or divorced has gone through it Um, and that's completely fine. Um, But women you know, don't like to talk about going through it. Um, but it is a really, um, it's, I think it's very healthy um, for them to go through some sort of, um, some type of, of this, even if it's just, you know, a series of six-month flings or three-month flings. I think it's healthy. They find, they feel sexy again and they feel desired and, they become more confident within themselves as a woman, um, especially if they've had a man that's told them for the last 20 years that they're, you know, they're ugly or they're fat or they're frumpy or they're not desirable anymore because they've had children. If they've had a partner like that for an extended period of time and they've, you know, walked out of the marriage feeling less than, then this is a really wonderful uh, start to them becoming um, much more confident and feeling good within themselves. And um, and so don't underestimate it. If you've got a girlfriend that is going out and, you know, picking up men and um, taking them home and she, you know, separated or divorced even a couple of years ago. Sometimes it takes two or three years to get to this stage um, and don't think, oh, surely she's over that, you know, marriage or long-term relationship by now. You know, that ended two or three years ago. No, she's probably not. She's probably still going through these stages. These stages can take um, anywhere from four to six years to really get through. And some women like that, some men are very quick at getting through these stages and they move on to another relationship, sometimes within as little as 12 months. And we've all known that, we've all seen that. But women on the whole take longer and they take longer to get through these stages. So if you've got a friend at this stage where they're going out, they want to have lots of flings um, and, you know, you're saying to them, no, don't do that. No, let them go. It'll last six or 12 months, maybe two years at the outside. It'll last a little while and then it'll stop. They'll then decide, you know, enough's enough. Whatever they needed to get out of it, they've gotten out of it. But women rarely talk about this stage, even though they do go through it. So um, if you see it, just laugh. Of course, make sure your friend is always safe. That's um, a given, of course. But um, don't tell them to stop it. Just say to them, knock yourself out, have fun. Um, It's like they want to go back to, you know, when they were 20 again and Men do it too. Um, so, and we accept that men do it. So now let's accept that women do it. And um, and you'll see a whole new change in your friend or family member once they go through it. And um, actually, I had I, I had a friend that went through this stage, and um, uh, they ended up falling pregnant during this stage. So things can happen, but um, um, you know. So just let them go and 
make sure that they're safe. But the next stage is the healing stage. And after that, um, after the break, I will talk to you about the healing stage. I'm Bronwyn Smith. This is It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And I will be back in just a minute. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream with your host, Bronwyn Smith, on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we are talking about the emotional stages after separating or divorcing. And both men and women go through these stages. So they are disbelief, anger, bitterness, grief, uh, my favourite, um, the rooting stage, and then the healing stage. So when all the flings are over, the person goes within and um, they start to heal and they start to look at what really went wrong in their marriage and they start to, you know, not just blame their ex-partner but actually to see what they contributed to the marriage breakdown. So it's a real period of self-development and you'll see them doing lots of courses or going to a coach or even going to counselling. But it's a big uh, time of self-development and introspection. Now, it is often a stage that men skim over. Um, Some women, but a lot of men skim over. And um, it's a difficult stage. It's a stage for growth. And it's a stage where you need to be honest with yourself. You know, what happened in my marriage? And what did I contribute to Um, to the ending of the marriage how could have I done things differently was it just all his fault Um, you know and, and most people know that it's not all his fault but as I said men seem to skim over this uh Um, over this stage the healing stage and that's why you'll see them marry a similar woman again and over time have the same sort of problems in their second marriage and sometimes even their third marriage that they had in their first marriage because they haven't really uh Grown, they haven't gone within, they haven't really looked at what went wrong with the marriage, and they haven't healed themselves. 
So women sometimes stay in this stage for a year, sometimes more, uh, sometimes a couple of years, because they really want to know that the next time they get into a serious relationship um, and possibly even decide to marry, that it will actually work, that they're not going to, it's not going to end in divorce a second time. And they're quite um, concerned about that. They're like, one divorce was enough and I'm not going to ever go through another divorce. So I really want to know that the next person I choose for a long-term relationship or a marriage um, is really going to work. So. Uh, for this reason, women are determined to heal and grow. And this stage if is imperative if there's been any sort of abuse or manipulation during the marriage. They really need to heal um, from that abuse. And if there was no abuse in the marriage but there was childhood abuse, um, then they really need to heal from that to make sure that they don't go um you know, don't attract the same sort of man. So um, if you skip the healing process, then you will attract the same sort of man or woman. And it doesn't matter which, um, whether you're a man or a woman, you'll attract someone similar unless you have truly, truly healed. So then the next stage is the back to normal stage, really where you feel that you're back in your own body um, and that you're back in your own power. So going through the trauma of divorce, so many women especially will say to me, I don't even feel like I'm in my body. I don't feel like I have any power in any area of my life. Um, and that's completely normal. But once you've healed, you'll get back to feeling that you're back in your body, feeling that you, you know, empowered again, and it's absolutely wonderful. And if you've healed uh, properly, if you've really gone through that healing process, you know, you'll be back in your body and better than ever. And you'll feel better. You'll love being back in your own skin and you'll feel fantastic. And people will actually comment. They'll say to you, oh, my God, you look amazing. You look fantastic because you will truly be glowing, absolutely glowing. And um, they'll say you've bounced back so well from that divorce and, you know, you 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 are just looking fantastic and you're sounding fantastic and you look confident and you look great um, and people comment and I've had clients say to me you know everyone's saying how great I look how fantastic I feel and um, and they say you know that they feel fabulous and this is the time that you can start really thriving um, and when you get to this stage this is when women become determined to build their own business climb the corporate ladder study that thing they've always discussed write the book they become really determined to have their own money, have their own income, have their own interests and not to be defined by their divorce and not to let their ex-partner have the last word. So 
Divorce is just one chapter of your life. It is not who you are. Do not let the um, end of your marriage and your divorce uh, become who you are. You are far more than that. So go through these emotional stages. Allow yourself to go through them. Make sure that you're going from one to the next and you are not getting stuck. And if you are getting stuck, then email me at Bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com or book a discovery call at www.bronwynsmith.com and let's see how we can work together to get you through these emotional stages and for you then to start thriving. And in two weeks, um, I will be doing a podcast um, that's really a follow-on from this podcast um, of how you can then move on to start thriving, how you can be that woman where everyone goes, oh, my God, she is so amazing. It took her four or five years to get over her divorce, but then she got over her divorce and um, she's unstoppable and she's doing better than ever and she's amazing and women want to be like you because women do get stuck in their um in some of these um emotional stages so and the women that are stuck want to be like the women that are thriving and that's where i can help i can help you get through these stages and become one of those thriving women so next week we're 50 and finally finding our voice that's next next week's topic um it'll be a really fun topic because I know when I turned 50, I suddenly talked about things that I had never talked about uh, before and people that had known me for 20 years were finding out things that they had never heard about before. And so, and I found that with my friends as well, they turned 50 and suddenly they were telling me things that I'd never heard about before. It was um, absolutely amazing, good and bad. It wasn't just all bad. Um, a lot of it was really good. You know, I was, um, and a lot of it was really interesting. So it'll be a bit of a fun week um, next week. Um, we're 50 and finally um, finding our voice. Um, so it will be fun and I really hope that you join me to listen to what I've got to say and then you, um, if you're in the chat room, you can send me messages whilst I'm talking and, um, and I'll answer them. So I can't wait to see you next week. But if you are um, one of those people who are, um, separating or divorcing and you feel stuck and you feel like you need some help or you just um, need someone to help you through those stages, then contact me to work one with one, one to one with me and um, email me bromwin at bromwinsmith.com or uh, book in a dis discovery call at bronwynsmith.com. Otherwise, next week, we're 50 and finally finding our voice. That's the topic for next week. It will be fun. Um, I'll be talking about my experiences, experiences of other people I know, and 
the week after, we will be talking about how you can thrive after divorce. So we've got some really interesting topics coming up for the next few weeks. And I really hope that you can join me. I've had a lot of fun today. I hope that it's helped you not to feel like you're going crazy because you're not. You're just going through the normal process. So I look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to book a discovery call or email me, absolutely do so. See you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.